and welcome to another episode of the Patty Shop Podcast. This week we are diving into all the happenings that have been taking place across the world and in Jamaica to be specific. We have a list of topics to go through. Well, more not even topics, but more like the happenings, the hot topics. And then we have our general topic that we'll be taking you guys through. So stay tuned. So yeah, welcome back people. I'm Tony. And as per usual, we have Danisha, Kim, and Sage. And they are just giving us an update on what their week was like. Kim, talk to me. How was your week? Hi guys, what's going on? My week wasn't bad, you know. I, I was sick for like three quarters of it. But we do what we have to do to push through and we're here. So, yeah, that's all I gotta say. Alright. Sage, jump over. How have you been managing mental illness and everybody coming into one? Uh. <laughs> 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 I got in a fight with my ex and we're going no contact and I've been trying to work together. Uh, we'll talk about that later on. Right. We'll definitely talk about that later on. Right. Danisha, over to you. Hello, Tutmon. Bienvenue. Thank you very much for having me here again. My week so far has been pretty chill, you know, to be honest. There's nothing, there hasn't been anything interesting like Sage, you know, who actually I'm lying, but I'm not going to tell you all because I think I'll be telling you all too much of my business. I hope you all have been good though. Um, what's up, Tony? What's, what's you been up to? I've been good. Work has been like choking the hell out of me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be careful because my boss listens to my podcast. But nevertheless, I work with some amazing people. Some more than the others, of course. You always have that. Ooh. But um, it's an amazing environment and I love what I do. I love the people I work with. I love the effort that we put into um, food and how much we want to really do and go above and beyond all the time for people. So it's a big thing for me and i'm hoping that for the future we will be able to you know make big moves but anyway um but Danisha. Tony, hello. what yeah. do you do for the people that we don't know you oh for the persons that don't know me mm-hmm. i work at a cook shop i'm just kidding i work at a restaurant okay. i'm oh considered don't have the thing for you to say i work at a party shop Another party shop. That's crazy. Oh my god. So I'm a food curator. I prefer to say that I don't like to say I'm a chef. I'm a food curator. Um and uh, I'm a podcast host. I um what else am I? Yeah, I'm a young man living and thriving. Yeah, so we're gonna so we're gonna start we're gonna start off on a disrespectful note. That's what we're doing now. I mean it's not disrespect if it's true. It's like a C, a C minor. You know? mm-hmm. That's the note we're starting off. Alright, so seeing that we're starting off on that note, Danisha, line up our, t- our topics. Take us through. Ooh, guys, the tea has been popping. So I'm not sure if you you guys know Candy Woe. Miss, can I get a Woe? Olipa? Whoa. Candy right, is actually listen. engaged right now to Randy. Yeah. Is it a so, serious engage? Yeah, they don't have a ring on her finger and everything. Why you mean if it's serious? Because she and Randy. No, it's proper, proper engagement. I love that for her because nobody loves. Huh? She's a fiance. 
she has she's a fiance okay i love that stuff for her so we we all know that candy doesn't have the most presentable set of um teeth chompers, chompers. um so <laughs> so i think this this lovely gentleman i'm gonna have to say i'm not sure what's the name that he goes by however this video started circulating earlier today um with candy laying on a i would say a table <laughs> in a kitchen and the man Yo, me look for it me why it, why it look like a kitchen it is a kitchen there is a full sink stove fridge everything okay and you're in the kitchen but you know what is my concern is i think like we have too much dental places in Jamaica that I really think could do the opportunity for marketing. That would be so good. Why are we not like cannot not do her now? She's not ugly, you know. She just needs some teeth. And he was killing me. Um, in the video he's talking about all her she has to get whatever scan done so he can understand what the procedure is going to be because you know the teeth are the, 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 the teeth and let's just say that they're decayed. You cannot just put whatever it is over them because they're going to continue to decay first of all she needs to see a proper like a, a proper um not a dentist what do you call it kim what's the word again orthodontist yeah she need a proper uh, yes kim alone i can only trust kim because you know oh wow but yeah a proper orthodontist <laughs> is listen needed. to the big joke now while in the video he's telling her about how the procedure is gonna go he's telling her that she has to go where he has to source another person to do this scan for her because he himself doesn't do this do this scan. So what type of doctor are you? Because he's not qualified to do the scan. He's so why? And then you're out here talking about root canal. Which root canal, sir? You're going you know, to root out teeth. They were talking about his legitimacy. A lot of people are saying, "How is he able to operate?" And um, yes. why didn't they lock him up? And I'm like, he he is basically the same thing as an esthetician. He doesn't do any invasive surgical procedures. It's very me. light he touches, yeah. It's very he light, yes. Video, he was talking about her doing a root canal. So who is going to be doing the root canal? Is it him? That's what I want to know. Dentist, and he's not an orthodontist. I don't know he, what the certificate that he has says, but it doesn't say any of those two things. Exactly. So why are you talking about root canal, sir? Because truthfully, she she's gonna have to remove the teeth on them. Yeah, to they're gonna teeth. have to. Plus, they you know they have to do and like cavity checks and all of these things. I think professionally, to, yeah. Is she's gonna have to have the the teeth on them, the dentures that you like wiring like into your jaw? Oh, you mean like so the iron like, implant you know? where they can screw in the teeth? Yes. Okay. So tooth. you also can do that. Tooth, teeth, tooth. tooth. <laughs> he he also ah, cannot do this that. Is... And candy. With her mother itself is saying she wants a gold teeth in the middle. Can they go see She was joking. She was joking. Leave her alone. Is that humor? Can they kill her for that? Out all the best. But but I, yes. Yeah, we wish but you and your gums all the best. You said something about there are so many legitimate um places. Yeah, that this. yeah. Mm-hmm. who they weren't even looking at her. They wouldn't bat an eyelash at her at Candy. They wouldn't think they wouldn't give her the chance or think about the fact that she, well, she could bring them business and i think that's kind of you're right because if us. somebody if somebody like a big football player like such one or such team in the uk also gonna go to such a sketchy person to get their veneers done then <laughs> but you have to understand that was done prior to his success and also, also these no, it was, registered dental it was not. no it was not 
It was not in the middle of his success. <laughs> well, there you go. That's what the problem with education. Being smart and not smart. Real dentists and orthodontists are not sitting around seeking people to come and reconstruct their mouths. If you have an issue and you really want a consultation, you'll find who you need to find. And this is who was in Candy's line of sight. And this is who she went to. Anyway, next. Um, next hot topic, moving right along, Omali. If you don't know, Omali is, um, I'm not exactly sure which country in Africa he comes from, but he is an Afrobeat artist from the continent of Africa. And, you know, he has some really good songs. So he had this show performing, I think it was in London, over the weekend. And he called up a young lady from the crowd. Very nice. This young lady happened to be front of stage with a guy who turned out to be someone who she was dating. She left that young man when Omali called her on stage and proceeded to go on stage and dance with Omali in a very, <clears throat> what would you say, Tony? What's the word I'm looking for? Vulgar manner? A provocative oh. manner? Very provocative. Yeah, Thought provoking. Is it sage? Mm, correct. She was rather pusillanimous. Mm-hmm. But she did that. And you know, at the end of the night, on, after the show was done, a couple of people did a couple of videos of the guy walking out of the show by himself. And turned out, obviously, you know, the internet found her, they found him. All these rumors started going around. And then she started getting death threats. So she decided to come out and like do a video to talk about everything and clear up the air. She also got um, invited onto Kai Sinet's, um stream, Twitch, Twitch stream, which she declined because she was saying that she wants to get compensation before going on to his stream, which was a bad move for her. And Kai ended up, you know, reaching out to the dude instead who went on, they gave him 20K. Um, his followers are all the way up to like 75K when I checked earlier this morning that was like in the wee hours of the morning but you invested uh, yes and his tiktok is you know has grown so much and she you know her tiktok has grown too but she's basically saying you know that they've just been together for only seven less than a year i think it's just about seven months but everybody was saying that she was wrong you know for what she did and she shouldn't have done that because it was disrespectful but what but do you think about it well, no because i have some thoughts Quickly, um, quickly, quickly. The girl said she had a conversation with the man prior who said, okay, if Omele calls me up on stage that she's going and the man said, okay. And all of a sudden, now that the internet has a problem with it, this man has a problem with it. I don't believe this man for a second. I'm just saying that even if he said, okay, is it okay that you're going to go up there, get bent over by him, grab onto his parts? Is that what he, they agreed to? Or is it just thought of in general space that, yes, if she goes on stage, she's going to grab every part of his body that moves. He's going to bend her over. He's going to grind on her aggressively for about 10 seconds. And they're probably going to lock lips, even though we didn't see that part. But, I mean, I just feel like you should know your partner. And so it is absolutely embarrassing. That's all. It's embarrassing for the both of them. Which is why the internet was dragging her, calling her all those names. And which is why the internet was saying, you know, his life is sad and he needs to find somebody else. They both look embarrassed and stupid. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in truth, I mean, fact, though, why would I want my partner to be? Well, not partner, exactly. but whatever. It still. Matter it's not mm-hmm. about yeah, Kim. I don't think the problem is you going up there. You get me, but you go up the touchy feely. Plus, eh? plus, I think I'm the, cur- didn't the curtains close. Didn't, didn't, didn't the curtains close with her leaving? Shannon, wasn't that what happened? Yeah, no. I that's what happened. Well, the curtains closed when she was around the back. They didn't see the rest of it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, we wish them well, and we hope that oh. young man find peace, and we hope she. Well, they're doing good right now. They're young. Honestly, I feel like they're young. she okay. could do whatever. Yeah. They're young. That's they're really young. And I think people are blowing it out of proportion, to be yeah, honest. Because you don't like, know what type of arrangement these people had. And then you're just going... And then you're sending deference to her. Like, be for real. And yeah. why are you recording the man walking out with him head down? Social media. Anyway. Yeah. On to them. We wish them well. Next. Anyways... Porsche, 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 Porsche. As in the car? Porsche. No. The housewife. Oh, Okay. After 15 months of marriage, five wedding dresses, and eight different venues, Porsche and Simon. Is it Simon? Are getting divorced. Simon Gabardia. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Sage, please tell me what do you think about good girl Porsche getting divorced? You don't know Portia from Yeah, yeah I know I know Portia, but it's like I've been seeing her wedding around and I just think that's so hilarious. I think it's very funny. Apparently they're getting divorced because he was caught in some scamming thing with some private jets. But I don't think that's that's so that financial miscarriages happen all the time. You know? So I don't think that's the sole purpose of their divorce. On the contrary, um, he I did. Think, he did I think post it's a business move. He did post. He said, "Until the divorce is final, he will not stop loving his wife." As you should, sir. As I think she's maybe should. just divorcing him so she can save her finances. But not only that, too. She's going back on the Real Housewives of season sixteen, so they need exactly. a new storyline. Story what is the reason for divorce? Um, he was cutting some alleged scam with. Um, it's so, not a scam. You know, he has this. He has this oil thing that he does for airlines, for like jets and stuff like that. So they have several. I think it's nine hundred and something thousand dollars US um, that they are owed that he hasn't paid. So um, because he missed the invoices and the payments, they are subpoenaing him for court. And this is what she's okay. I would have divorced him too. All right. Uh, I mean, you married him for money, so I mean, you, I guess yeah, you mean. I, 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 the slightest ink of something going wrong money-wise, of course you're going to run, Portia. Of course. This is what you do. Uh, allegedly. You're allegedly. marrying these men for money, you're not marrying them because you like them or you love them, do you? So wait, who married for love alone? Anyway, I'm next. Not, I'm next. not, hold up. Let's, I mean, we're not being slow here. I'm not saying she's marrying for love alone. I'm saying what it is she married for money and so the, the, at the slightest thought of something going wrong she's gonna dip and that's what she's doing that's all i said either way congratulations to each and every one of them i absolutely wish them the best in whatever they choose to do um ain't gonna be me though um but moving right along to the next mm-hmm. hot topic that has been happening r.i.p to peter morgan from you know morgan heritage Absolutely legendary man. Um, done a lot for the reggae music. Big up to him. RIP to him. Condolences to the family. Wendy, 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 Wendy Williams. 
Wendy Williams. That's all I gotta say. Wendy Williams. My God. So Wendy right. has been um, diagnosed with aphasia and um, early stages of dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, as what we type know. of aphasia? She also has. Um, she also suffers from. Is it lympho lymphomedia? Lymphedema. Lymphedema. I swear I'm gonna say lymphogranuloma. Well, I got. Yeah, but yeah, um, it is so sad, and the fact that people are looking at it and they're saying, Oh, it is karma, you know. And I know she's had a lot to say and she's done so much, but I really wish her well. Honestly, I'm going to take I a different route. I get because of her job, I'm going to take a different route. I honestly think. Karma has some part to play in it. Alicia, karma, you know why I don't, you see why I don't buy into this thing? You know, you know why? Because at the end of the day, and like there are videos that are circulating from past things that Wendy did. Wendy never gave anybody girls. Not even in the middle of the hardest times for them. She never gave anybody girls. I disagree. Did she give people girls? Yes, she did. Yes. Who did she give girls? If you watch any season of Wendy Williams show when she was hosting. There are multiple people who even after she would have spoken explicitly about the facts that are out there in their life, she said, you know what, at the end of the day, I wish you well and it is what it is. Whatever happens, happens. I hope you turn out under the better side of this. So, if we're saying, oh, it's karma, then every single radio person, TV personality that has ever... As an opinion, we're not going to say karma. The shade room, no, shade room has their camera coming. It's a job. This, this is how y'all find out about the news. Like people like just like how we have our opinion. Is we're gonna be yeah. like karma for our opinions? We have right. a topic segment as well. Like I, I want I'm to sorry. Have, do you guys oh, feel the dementia coming? Like are you? Yeah, I see it's good. I'm not saying no. my thing is a lot of people are saying that you know she's being mean and they would kick her down and I'm like this is what dementia does so I understand that part of it um and I just think people are being unnecessarily mean in that regard um because she truly cannot control it but at I'll, the same time I just think that sometimes certain shit catch up to you and here it is because um, here it is that you worked all these years um Doing all these things, making all this money, and now you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor in retirement. So the old people would say, um, you know, it's a saying in Creole, I cannot even repeat it right now, but they would basically say that it catches up to you. I'll say these two things. One, her husband slash ex-husband is a terrible man who has milked her life for all he can get and has made some horrible business decisions where she's concerned. And two, even in the midst of this, before her dementia really started to take effect, I remember her saying, I would say, and I quote, I would say, I want some privacy and I want you guys to, you know, give me some space, but I never gave y'all privacy and space. So it is what it is. Like, I'm going to do what I got to do and I'm going to be Wendy Williams till the death of me. And I respect that. I she said, I don't that. give people privacy. That's why she I said, do the hot topic. Exactly. She said, I have never been the one to give y'all privacy and just say, you know what? I'm not going to talk about this because so if y'all want to talk about me, it is what it is. Let it be. Also, yeah. she she really does stand on what she says. It, mm. She said, if Kim and Kanye's marriage lasts more than 75 days, she'll eat crow. That bitch ate crow. 
on national television. On national television. So the people that also we don't give Wendy not Grace but her flowers. We do not give Wendy Williams her flowers because who the hell is a black female radio talk show host giving a show on like giving a spot on daytime television to talk shit? That's iconic. She paved the way for Jennifer Hudson, who now has her own show. And she also paved the way for Sherry Shepard, who took her slot and now has her own show. So, you got to give the woman her due respect. Sherry? No, Sherry Shepard. I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> Winter summer collection. Winter summer. Uh, legging? What you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Period, Wendy. We wish you all the best. But yes, Danisha, anything more before we hop into the issues or the issues? Hold well, on, man, I had two other hot topics, but I feel like those are those are like two that needs you know more episode on, on yeah. their on their own because yeah. um, all I'm gonna say I wanted to dive into that lady with that fifty part story, but that in itself is an entire episode. Thank you very episode. much. I agree. So you're gonna have to look out for that whenever we decide to put that out. And last but not least, Didi got sued again by a male producer. The news just broke over an hour ago. That man is also getting what's coming for him. It's karma. I don't care what you all say. End of discussion. Oh, no, that's karma. No, that I agree with you. That That is karma. <laughs> yeah, that we can agree on. That right there is karma. Mm-hmm. I'm like, not the males are coming forward right now. This was the women. Now the males are coming Wait, forward. Wait, what, what is he getting sued for? So the topic for today is societal expectations and managing them. Societal expectations are implicit rules that govern one's reaction and beliefs in, in a way that is deemed acceptable by society. These expectations are often unspoken, but they can have a powerful influence on our behavior and choices. When you guys think about societal expectations, like um, 
what are some of the things that you think society forces us into believing or condoning or living by? That I must work. Why do I have to work? Mm. Why do I have to work to get money? Tell me. Why do I have to go out there and be an outstanding citizen? Why can't I scam and be, and that that's okay? So Why can't that, I sell so drugs? This is all alleged, by the way. I'm not doing these things. I was just about um, to ask you, like, oh, you plan to live if you don't plan to work? I don't know, like, why can't we just grow money on trees? Like, why is there, why, why is there a structure? <laughs> why can't it just be chaos? Like, why can't we just fight, like, the Hunger Games? Like, because it doesn't work like that, miss. <laughs> Logicalizing <laughs> what Denisha is saying. There is this stigma that, well, there is this, like, belief that you have to work hard to yes. earn money. Yes. And, like, actually earn, not just get money in exchange for what get, you're like, doing. Earn. earn, like, you... You can't just be sitting on your ass like the Kardashians, well, mm-hmm. or the Kardashians, and get money. All right, when I'm famous, that's going to come back in my ass and bite me. But I feel like the, another concept, too, is that we're forced to believe that you have to suffer in order to get yep. to a place of blessing or a place of mm-hmm. success. Like, you have to really suffer. <laughs> Why? I don't know. And also the tortured artist trope. Oh, good art only comes from a dark place. and mm-hmm. then It's oh, yeah. so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same concept with relationships. You have to earn the love. Earn my I trust. Think. Trying times. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so depressing. You have to fall out of love with the person where you fall back to oh, love. And then Who then says that? Yeah, like they say, relationships are cyclical. And they fall, you, you have to go up and down, and then something. I have never heard that concept. That's new to me. Oh, you're just born. It's not just. <laughs> well, anyway. You know, just born. In so every every opportunity we get to disrespect my age, we're going to do it. Indeed. Okay. Anyway. Your age, which is. I. um like i think for men do uh, for men too we are often put in a bracket where society expects us to do things a particular way for example um jamaican men are forced in a way where at a young age you have to have sex early you have to broke your ducks and you have to come off of the gelding truck so for Danisha, I, I know you don't know what the gelding truck is. I very much know what the gelding truck is. You and Kima sitting on it right now. You only need to get your losses up. <laughs> Kim, are you just going to sit there and allow Danisha to say that we're sitting? Please, please, please don't drag me, Kim. Wait, I mean, Sage, you don't I know what the gelding truck is? No. I already addressed this on TikTok, but I'll come back here. Because I was going to make a video, but I was like, no. Kim, could you... Up, could you um, Educate Sage on what the gelding truck is. The gelding, well, you can Google what a gelding is and that will give you some context. But the gelding truck is basically the vehicle or the vehicular <laughs> mode of transportation that <laughs> contains men who have not yet uh, born their seed and raised and, 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 and had a child from said seed. So you're not a pick me in essence. Yes, no cocoa melons, right. Now, if we, look at the, if we look at the economy in the country that I live in, and to the people telling me that all oh, times now go get a better say better you have your youth, that's why you have four where you can't maintain. I thank you. Bye. And I mean, sex is not that good for me to have a ton of pitney and can't take Thank care you of very much. Excuse like, me? 
expect real, you know, that serious from out there and they don't forget a youth. Like, please, let's be honest. <laughs> like, I think, and I also think that when I said to people that I don't want kids, they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I prefer to be the, the uncle that come by and spend on your kids and all these little things. I no no. I want to have the world. You know what? You're expensive. My personal bills, then much less to add kids to that. College, high school. This the people are, and people of tell you. Oh, when you get them, you'll find a way. I am not guardian life. I am not Victoria Mutual. And I know I can build together with the child. Uh, yeah. Construction and and the things I was deprived as a child. I don't want my child to come into this world like that. I want my child to have a fair opportunity at something, at that type of thing. Uh-uh-uh. No. I don't want, if I'm bought and having to second guess any decisions that I want to make for my personal life because I have a child. Some people would say selfish. Nope. I know people that don't have no picnic and quite alright. Mm-hmm. It all depends on your personal goals in life. A Hello. child is not mine. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind. I love kids. But it's just not a personal thing I want for myself. And that's okay. Correct is right. Anyway, I don't know. I feel like the less fun of the devils there on earth, the better it is. Because I really can't take. <laughs> Wait, what? I really, <laughs> what? <laughs> fun of the devils? Why would you I really say can't, that? Children well? and eat, bro. Children, they're like you see that age group from. I feel from like about one to ten, maybe one to nine. Because when it's in ten, it's like. A, kind of a different ear until they get to about two then i'm like all right here we go yeah listen there's one of the devils from that age and then they get from like 10 to about 18 and it's just attitude and rudeness and we can't deal like imagine having a child like sage who's going to be out here trying to question my intelligence you mean, um, sometimes you need a child like that. I feel like you need somebody like that. Sage, I wouldn't be able to deal with you as a child. I would sincerely have myself. Do you, do you question your intelligence? You should start, honestly. You see what I mean? <laughs> you, see what, <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking. I know she was going to do it, which is exactly why I picked on her. Oh, gosh. Yo. Anyway. Next. I also feel like as much as this our generation has reshaped the whole um, idea of uh, mental illness and mental awareness, I feel like we're still in a position where we're forced to be happy all the time and smile all the time and not genuinely go through our emotions. And if we go through them, while society wants you to do it, we're put in a position where you're somewhat rebuked for doing so. Especially when it comes down to going through emotions and dealing with that with your family. What do you guys think? Mm, wow. Bro, I was just thinking about this. Like, literally before I came on the podcast, I was thinking about how I always feel like when I have emotions that I should not and I'm just being a little bitch and I shouldn't be like, you know, expressing it or crying it or making it anybody else's problem. I feel like that's so shitty. Like, as a society, that's, like, one of the worst things we can do because as human beings, yeah, we have logic and reasoning, but a very big part of who we are and how we function is emotion. And denying that only serves to 
oppressed and you know just hinder a fulfilling life that shit is fucked up yeah i mean it's like like it is so hard it is so strenuous having to keep up the image of perfection having to keep up that image of happiness and i feel like for me um while i don't do that all the time like i was saying to somebody the other day that i feel like because being strong was the only option that i have or have and i was forced to be strong at such an early age it's like everything i do now it's just a survive it's literally like i'm always in survival mode so it's either this or that i don't take the time to really process everything that happens with me or in my life the right way because i'm just always at that point where okay the next the next solution is i gotta move on i gotta fix it so i don't spend time on the fact that it didn't work i am now thinking about what can work or what do i need to do next for it to work you know so it's always been that way and I want to give myself the opportunity, and I've been working on it, but I don't allow me to get to a place where I don't feel, and I don't communicate. Like, being vulnerable is such a heavy thing, and you genuinely have problem when you look and you don't think that you can be vulnerable with people because you don't know how is it that it's going to work out or where you're going to go. So being vulnerable is such a heavy thing. Like, for us, I think as friends, we are like we've always been vulnerable with each other i think for the most parts and we're able to say hey this is how i'm feeling and we check in on each other some more than some and because that but we have an understanding that that's what makes it so different though because you don't hear from me doesn't mean that i don't care about you or whatnot but you know it just takes difference but sometimes that precedence has to be split right across the board um but outside of that, still, we just need to get to a place where we don't need to feel as if being vulnerable and sharing and letting go and breathing and experiencing our feelings is bad. Go with, say it. With, our, with our friendship dynamic, if one owner ever called me, may I call the police because something most wrong. Exactly. There's no way. I'm alerting the authorities immediately. No, this is so true. If we call each other individually, something is up. Like something is something is up up. Because I remember when Sage called me individually once and I had to stop what I was doing. And I was like, Are you okay? <laughs> like, what is happening? Spoiler alert. I wasn't. <laughs> Like, Sage, are you ever okay? That's that's a real question. Well... Uh, okay, don't answer that. But, that's so true. But what Tony said is true, like... The vulnerability... <sighs> you know what? I'm gonna mute my mic on this one. No, no, no. No, no, no. We wanna hear. We wanna hear an anxiety. It, it's, it's absolutely true. I think when you can find people, especially that you can relate to um then i think it's easier to be much more vulnerable and i think also with time comes more comfort so at first you may be like somewhat vulnerable but you like still kind of hold back certain things but as you get more and more involved then you start to shed more skin and you start to realize that okay 
this is a safe space and I can actually say how I feel without, you know, maybe feeling judged. But trust and believe with this friend group, we're going to allow you to say what, whatever is happening to you at the moment. But like two, three days down the line, we're going to laugh about it. We're definitely going to pick you, like pick on you about it. So if you're back not strong, you still don't have to come in this friendship. Because Why? You better heal in other 24 hours. You have to. You have to. Listen, depending on the severity of it, you have 48 hours maximum. <laughs> After that, you guys see a meme in your inbox immediately. Yo. Uh, yo, this is stage right now. You have, crazy. like, you have, you have to have a strong back. And I feel it's part of character development as well. It is. Because if you, it is. If you can take bullying from us, <laughs> then darling, <laughs> you're ready for the world. Like, see that you don't need to have some yep. severity of the situation and it just lightens the situation a little bit for you mm-hmm. even though it might be freaking severe because god no because hey, you, you get your money yet half eight oh, you see you, you see every episode i'm going to keep you guys updated listeners i do this for you guys we, we get progress we progress you know she progressed and yeah. i think when she gets all of it then she can tell you all the story until then, we're gonna keep it under the wraps. Exactly. Like. <laughs> anyway, guys. You know what is so different to Sage? This next point I'm gonna bring up: being sensitive enough to su- being sensitive enough to support, but tr- uh, but being strong enough not to expect support. When I tell you it's something that kills me, I will go above and beyond to help you and support you. But for me to ask you for help, <laughs> it's such a thing. Why are we so afraid of genuinely asking for help if we need it? Because you're afraid of being let down. It's the same thing like having expecta- having no expectations to not be disappointed. You just don't. Same thing with vulnerability too. You're not vulnerable because you, 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 you fear them not caring and not helping. You can't ask for help because you maybe you think you're not worthy or you're, you're, what's it called? You don't feel this strong enough sense of self to know that even if this person thinks I'm not worthy of help, I know I am. So I'm mm. going to find an person. But if it's somebody that you care about, that's so hard. Even when you go to a parent for help, them say, oh, me can't help you. Me not go, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, shit, you're supposed to be my rock, babe. You can't do that. Yeah. I think for me, while I agree to this, I think for me, um, part of it is like the reproach. Oh my God. Like, I, I cannot take somebody reproaching me. Like, I did this for you. I did that for you. I was the one who, who allowed you to have this. And I was the one who... Yeah. I really can't take the reproach. I really can't. Like, it's if you're doing it for me, do it out of a genuine heart. But don't come back and like throw it in my face. The same, the same too. And and it, that that same helping and not talking about the situation also come back to like relationships. Because I always say to people that anything I do for you in the midst of our relationship, I did it because I could, not because of anything else. I did it genuinely because I could. So I don't have a reason to go back and talk about it and be oh I'm shouldn't have done this for you and that that ain't nah. I did because well, that's I, one of the I, reasons why lots of people are scared to accept help, though, because it's like, okay, if I go out into the world, if I am vulnerable, if I do admit that I I need help, somebody's gonna always say, 
I did this for you. I pulled you out of this. I was the... And it's like, nobody wants to hear that for the rest of their lives. Which is why lots of people would rather suffer before they, you know, really extend a hand and ask for help and try to get... I am people. Because it sucks for somebody to always be over your head just saying, yep, it's because of me. Why you are who you are. Like, God damn it, man. I feel like parents really do it a lot to us. Yeah. And they, yeah. they, they tend to throw back the help that they are you're supposed to do it. Nobody never say nobody. Like, nobody never yes. say they go skin out your pokey and get pregnant and bring up on the and, earth. And you're supposed that, to take care exactly. of me. That was that's your responsibility. That I give them as well too. It's like the golden estrophes I never asked to be here, bro. <laughs> I never asked to what am I? I'm here. Okay. And now I have to try to navigate life for this bumblefuck. And you're out here basically reproaching me every step of the way like and what's crazy is this area when you're an adult but you're transitioning from out of the home but you still live in the house so it's like you don't they don't need to do anything for you anymore legally so they take full advantage of that so they're not gonna you know buy stuff for you like in the supermarket again or anything like that you know, when you're making your own money and living in your parents' house, it's like you just a nigga that stay at the house. You're no longer, you know. Uh, you're, just, you're just there. Yeah, like <laughs> you're, you're, just just and you're just there. That is crazy to me. Um, but it's sad. It's sad that we have to bring that type of maintain that thing. And I also think from a manly perspective too, I think another image that Kim and I, I think we can speak very elaborately about too, is the idea that a man is always expected to have this tough image to maintain and to follow into this notion that boys are very unemotion are supposed to be unemotional human beings and anything less than that makes you not a man. You know? I mean, I think it's something I've struggled with i think the past two to three years of my life have taught me that even though i'm not going to run and cry to everyone because that don't make no sense there is still this release of emotion that needs to happen for you to operate like a normal human being and one of the reasons why men are so prone to violence is because we don't know how to handle our emotions and we're scared to even appear vulnerable or breaking down in front of anyone to the point where we will literally resort to violence and that would be violence against our other men, violence against women, violence against children, like just all across the board, with guns, with weapons, without weapons, no matter what the case is. Which is why I'm just trying to play my part and let the younger ones know, especially my nephew, that dude, boys cry. Like, if you got hurt, you can cry. If something happened that hurt your feelings, you can cry. It doesn't mean you're going to cry for everything. But you need to be able to also express yourself and understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So that you bottle it up and run into a school with a rifle because that's not what we do here we talk about our feelings and we discuss it so that we can move on and progress in life as normal human beings so it's just a hope that each one teach one and that i can help and do my part by you know just breaking that curse that is on this nation and on this world okay that's it i don't know i don't know 
<laughs> right? Where about? Oh, that's that girl. Oh, yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> I couldn't forget that girl from that said that yeah, the other that girl that tweeted that a couple of years ago. This girl from Jamaica. I don't remember her name, but she tweeted it about we are ball for your body, man. And they did give it to her on social media. Because when you look at it though, men really go through things internally and they feel so afraid to even seek help for it because of just the anomaly that they can be persecuted for just being themselves and, and just, just feeling, experiencing. You know, like, and that's another major thing for me too is wherever I've worked, I've always tried my best to not be myself. I always try my best to give 100% who I am. I don't have the time to live a fictitious life because living a fake life is just too much to keep up with. And personally, you would have already been going through so much shit having to add to that. Nobody ain't got no time for that nonsense. Like, me don't even understand myself. Me supposed to make up somebody exactly. else. Exactly. Me supposed to create a whole other facade for come give you. For please, you. No, you uncomfortable, you uncomfortable with yourself. You have an issue, not me. And I'm not going to come out of my way to please you. And the funny thing is, there's one thing I can always say. Me and my life and how I choose to live my life will never get in the way of my work. Because there's one thing for certain. I do my work. I work for my pay. So you'll never get the opportunity to tell me that because of who I am or how I live or what I think or how I feel. It doesn't compensate for how I work. That's never a case. My, my personal life is so separate from my work life. I believe in working. Especially when you're working in something that you love and for a purpose. It's different. It's really different. You get what I mean? So yeah, it, 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 that for me. I don't have no time contributing to nobody's fake story. If you have a problem with yourself, you got to fix that. I, I can't help mm-hmm. you. I really can't help you. Cry and cry. And the yeah. internal problems, the internal problems that you have with other people that you refuse to really speak to them about, that is still a you problem. Like mm-hmm. let's let's bury ourselves here. Like you can't, you can't be like, oh, I don't like Denisha. I don't like Denisha. I can't stand that. Denisha don't know why you don't like her. You don't want to talk to Denisha about what's bothering you, but yet still you have a narrative. So what are we supposed to do with this narrative? Leave you alone, make your back lit out, and make it drive you crazy. Because one thing exactly. we're not doing on this side is worried about what a hater got to say. Listen, and there are a lot of people, as you as you bring this up, there are a lot of two-faced people over here projecting their own insecurities onto you. And I'm going <laughs> to... child. Let me tell you something. Please do go and play for the mother. I beg because that's the only person you should be mad at. It's your mom. Mm-hmm. Not me. Your mom. But while we're on this topic and you talk about boys having to be tough, I can also kind of relate to it, but from like a, an, an older sibling perspective. Being the older sibling is hard, you know? Or like being the sibling that's the like the burden of sorry, the family. Set example, correct? I'm sorry, Mr. example. Why does, society, why does society require you as the older sibling to be a second parent? Bro, like, what? Bro, I'm so sick and listen to it. But no, being an older sibling is hard, but being an older sibling to the new generation of of children? Oh. (laughs) Mighty God, I fight for my life every day. Every day, I fight for my life. 
Hmm. It's, it's so crazy. Go, Sage. What is crazy, Sage? Oh, I was going to say, I have a perspective from the younger sibling. Go ahead. Please, please, please tell us. But I have a very weird relationship with both of my older brothers because, one, we have different kind of, one has different mother, one has different father. Two, they don't be talking to me. Like, me and my brother who has lived with us for ages, we just started, like, having actual conversations, like, when I turned like 19 or 20. So it's crazy. Like they were never really a second parent to me. I always felt like an only child. Like I always felt alone, even though I had two older siblings. But yeah, I understand. Mm. Not really, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. But I feel like for me, with those, well, my sibling actually, you know, lives with me. And then I get to see, and then plus I have a younger cousin who also lives with me, like, and you know, she's growing up basically like my sister as well. The pressure is on because it's always been like, you know, you have to set these examples growing up as the older female and the oldest in the house. You have to do these things. You have to carry yourself in a certain way so that your sisters can also follow suit. You have to like be that mom, you know, you have to learn. Like my mom, when I was growing up, she was like, you can't be a, a girl like living in a house and you don't know how to wash plates you don't know how to wash clothes you don't know how to clean a house you don't know how to comb hair you don't know how to like cook a proper piece of food and when i tell my siblings that at the age of eight i knew how to cook food like i actually knew how to peel provisions stew chicken fish like every single thing that you could imagine i could have done these things by eight iron like, I couldn't really come here properly, but I could do the basics. My mom used to even send me to town, kind of almost by myself, to get shit done from, like, the age of 10. And I'm looking at my younger cousin who is, like, growing up with me, and she can she can make ramen. And she's 12. What do you mean you can only make ramen? <laughs> like... Please be for real. Yeah, I feel, and, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like the older generation, us, we were forced to do these things, but the newer generation really get away with a lot. They do. Let me shut my mouth, you know, can I just learn how to cook? They do. And I don't know. I don't know if it's the bitterness being the older sibling, and I guess maybe having to endure these things. And as much as I, I, I didn't like it back then, I guess growing up with those values, looking back at, at it now, I'm thankful for it because mm -hmm. it gives you a, it gives you a sense of independence, and you also get to save money and doing a lot of things as well. But then I'm looking at them and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I really don't want you to go through it the way I went through it. But at the same time, you're gonna grow up and you're not gonna be able to do anything for yourself, and that's insane. Like it's really insane. So I, I, I don't know. It it it's it's really, it's really a a messed up situation. I just wish I um, in a way. I feel like them not gonna grow up and don't know of them. Eventually, them are gonna learn. I don't eventually think eventually they're going to learn, but it's gonna yeah. be a bit harder for them compared to you know. But their cerebral cortex is far more developed than when they were eight. Not the so, cerebral complex. <laughs> yeah, I'm feel like it, that. That sounds like bitterness for you, honestly, Matthew. Is it really bitterness? Yeah, because you're looking at oh, 
I could do this when I was younger because my mother forced me for do this. Why you why you care to this? You know. No, I'm saying like it it it's a you sense live. of independence for you because Sage and I don't want you to feel like this is a personal attack. But what can you cook? Well, a, well, is a joke. I can cook. I can cook chicken. I can cook anything if I follow a recipe. Like I don't feel like. And that's that's my problem. You can't What's just get problem? up and cook. What do you mean? You can't just get up and cook. You can't. You have to follow a receipt. If you don't follow a receipt, yeah. So what if I have to follow a receipt? This is the problem. You're not an authentic cooker. You're not an survive. It's an imitation. It's a fraud. Fraudulent. authentic. This is so. I need you to be Gordon Ramsay at 12, girl. Hell yeah. Iron Chef. I'm not even saying Iron Chef. Like, just cook, mama. But anyway, the final leg of the conversation before we wrap it out um, Mm -hmm. is why the concept of us as the older ones having to foot the responsibilities for parents while being young and having other responsibilities and finding a way through life. How do you balance something of that nature? Honestly, I'm just going to clear myself from this conversation because I'm going to say as much as (laughs) as much as um I will complain about certain things. This is something that I, that I actually sat and thought of today. There are a lot of things that I know how to do, but I don't do. So when it comes to like the responsibilities and this, I, I, I don't know what that means. Like paying bills, doing grocery shopping, these kind of things, I don't know. Like I was literally looking for a new toothbrush today because I was changing my toothbrush. And I'm like, you know, I don't know what it is to go out there and buy toothbrush and like buy toiletries and buy floss like i just get up go into the bathroom open the cupboard there's a brand new pack of toothbrush here there is floss here like i don't know what what it is to like go out here and do these things like i really don't and then so that is uh, i guess a sense of privilege for me and i'm grateful for it but i i really can't relate so i'm gonna sit back on this one i feel like I, I get you uh, before I speak. I'll let Keem take this one because Keem would be on the more apparent end of. You two don't have no pharma serious responsibilities, so I can't really. <laughs> it's um, just the facts. <laughs> well, it's a weird complex because I was the youngest of three children in the household, mm-hmm. and then two of three, my older siblings, migrated because we don't have the same father. So then I started to live like an only child. And I feel like there are certain things that I didn't have to do as a child that as I started to get older, my mother was very hell-bent on ensuring that I learned how to do them. Cooking was out of it because she didn't really like people in the kitchen. Neither did my grandmother when she was alive. So I feel like that's the reason why it took me so long to grasp the whole concept of the cooking responsibility. But ironing and washing and cleaning, those things I had to learn. So now when I'm on my own, those things I do so easily because it's like, you know, they, they come like second nature to me because I've been doing them for such a long time. Cooking, on the other hand, is why I have an air fryer. Because I, I don't believe I should be going through extremities and standing up around a hot stove for three hours just to sit down and enjoy a meal for 10 minutes. That's just me, personally. But, uh, you know, overall, I feel like I was taught to 
learn how to do things so that I wasn't depending on a spouse to provide these things for me. And that's the reason why I'm la- la- latching on to somebody just because they're my wash cook and clean. Right, me. right. Something that was beaten into my head like over and over and over at age 12, at age 15, at age 18. And that's why I'm the man I am today. And then to tack on bills and responsibilities to that, where I'm paying rent and light and internet and water and putting gas into a car and all these things. It's the principle that was instilled at a younger age to say, it don't matter if you don't have millions of dollars. Once your bills are paid, nobody can tell you nothing. Period. You see me? So that's just it. That's just it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also feel like from our standpoint, I feel like, especially when, when you live abroad, it's such a hard thing because when you're still trying to make a life for yourself and trying to carve out your own path, you feel like, oh my God, I have to do this and I have to do it this way because if I don't, I have family and this and that. And sometimes you genuinely, you have, you're so backed up on bills and everything that you have to do that. You don't even know how your personal finances are going to be set for you for yourself, much less. But you also have to figure out and second think about somebody because one, it can be a situation where your parent might not be working, your parents still have to pay rent. You know, so it's you having to factor in other people's expectations of your responsibilities versus responsibility for yourself, especially when you're young. It is so strenuous and half the times situations like those it doesn't evade you from poverty. It's like you doing that for them and doing it for yourself, you're literally sinking yourself. You can't even provide yourself with an opportunity for success. That is that is so true, and it's something that I sit and I wonder so much about. And and then um, well, not to break it, Anisha, just so, I do, I, I, so you can give me the full comment on it. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it, you're here as a child. You're ungrateful. Your parents do this for you, and they did that for you. But in reality, <laughs> they don't know that you're struggling to pay your bills. You can't call anybody when your bills don't pay. And they like to say, oh, they didn't no, no, you about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, okay, they're going to say, oh, they did all of this for you. But sweetie, you were supposed to. Honey, you were supposed to, darling. You were supposed to. You were supposed to send me to Baby school girl. and feed me. Carisha, please. Carisha, please. <laughs> you get me? You were supposed to do all of that. I never asked. It, it wasn't a forced responsibility I took upon myself. So in return, when I'm starting out my life trying to settle myself together, especially from a Caribbean standpoint, they do that a lot. Where them think that you're supposed to now take money where you earn. And I'm not saying I should not contribute when I can, but I can't always contribute. Go ahead, Sage. Oh, the transition of just getting support from your parents to being the one that's like kind of sending them money or giving them things Mm -hmm. it's so crazy to me it kind of harbors for me like a little bit of resentment in my mind so it's Mm -hmm. like like you couldn't just make me be like you have to ask for something and you feel guilty there's it's so weird that you feel guilty even though logically you know you could not have supported yourself at five, but you still feel guilty and you feel like you owe them something. Well, with mm-hmm. my parents, with my parents, 
I, I feel you on that. I think for me, um, one of the things as well that, not me losing my train of thought, <laughs> but what was I going to say? Oh my God, I lost my train of thought. That's insane. Um, oh, I got it back. I think the thing with growing up with Caribbean parents as well, like they want you to do these things as soon as you get a job, but nobody teaches you how, nobody teaches you financial literacy. Mm -hmm. Like you really have to go out there and you have to wing it on your own. Like it's your first time out in the working world, first time out understanding what the economy is and having to, to do certain things. And especially if you're like, if you grew up in the Caribbean, and then you migrate to overseas and then you get your first job overseas. Then you have to handle things like taxes. Nobody tells you about taxes. Yo, Nobody tells I'm you telling you, like, financial management isn't something that start. Them teach you all the other little nonsense them where you need. But yeah. the initial lessons and the, the keynotes for survival in life. Nobody not teaching them some of that. Nobody the, one of the things. most important thing, money management. They, they don't teach you those things. And then you're like, okay, then I, I'm getting all this money. Um, well it's money because I'm getting this money what do I do with it how do I properly manage my money Where do, what, what do I put it in and then you have to start looking at things up like and nobody tells you this as well but you have to start looking at things like insurance you have to start looking at it's either you're going to look at car insurance health insurance, life insurance nobody teaches you how to navigate these things like what do you do and you know what happened yeah. We end, up, then, we end up, we end up, go ahead, Sage. And then, when you, like, buy a little lash, they're like, and that you really spend your money for <laughs> like, But not only that, too, you get to a, a place where, you, you're, you know, a part of the cycle where none of them don't, never own a house, mm -hmm. never own a car. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't want to be a part of that status quo. I don't. Mm -hmm. To be the only one of the family we are going to college, it's sad that this is the reality that some of us live. Listen, listen, but listen, anyway, listen, listen. there's so much oh. like this topic is so extensive, there's so much about it that we can talk about, especially but, you have college at the from same it. time as your mom. Try, oh my god, try it. Mm. Is it a competition? No, it's not, it's just. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of pressure on both of us because you know how college is. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. But anyway, guys, tonight was one of those nights that I can honestly say the topic was refreshing. It delved into several aspects of what the realities of the expectations by society can be. But as we redefine those expectations and make them into our own, and we continue to pivot into being truly ourselves, nothing less than that, um, I hope that we continue to believing in who we are. Um, so whatever you do, just do it. For every opinion, <laughs> no accepted was once eccentric, you know? Make a damn fool of yourself. <laughs> That's very essential to surviving. And being yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is one of your greatest accomplishments. So don't worry. Your harshest, crit your harshest critic is always going to be yourself. Don't ignore that critic, but don't give in more than it actually should be. Alright, so 
Continue being you. And remember for 24, we're settling the score. Sage, Donisha, Akeem, thank you guys again for being amazing hosts. And until the next episode, we will see you.